What's going on, everybody? Nate here. We did a, another live Facebook podcast uh, today, and I am trying to get this out faster because that was a criticism that I've had from some listeners was that I don't get this out fast enough. So I am going to try to make a conscious effort in the near future to do that. Uh, thank you for the people who reached out and said uh, to do that. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, we always are looking for ways to help ourselves improve and your criticisms slash suggestions are always welcomed we will not get too sad by getting those all right so the announcements before uh, i guess uh, there are only two more of the manscaped lawnmower 4.0s that need to be ordered for us to have a long-term successful financial i don't know what you want to call it but they will be sponsoring the podcast full-time in the future if we are able to get two more of those ordered so if uh, you've been holding off and you want to get yourself one this is a very great opportunity to support the podcast and help us really do some awesome things uh, by getting I don't know financial outside third-party money into the pool industry so uh, all the ways to do that are in the description of this podcast wherever you're watching it and maybe you should just stop the podcast right now head over and do that and then come back we will be here when you get back we promise all right go do that now all right for all the people who already ordered uh, and don't need to go order it again uh, I guess that's really actually the only announcement that I got to get out of the way right away uh, so let's just jump into the podcast I'm a real deal I'll shoot your liver out and hand it to you Ever done, Darren? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm in control of things. It's good. You are. You can mute Nate anytime you want. Oh, he, sure. he needs muted. Jesus Christ! He never I, I, I thought I'd talk oh, that's a lot. Harsh. <laughs> All right, Darren, you know your words hurt, right? I think we're live. You know. Yeah. Oh, of course, we're live. We, we need better lighting like, on you, Nate. Show off that uh, new haircut. I haven't got a haircut since Nam, pal. Oh, there you go. Much better already. There you go. Let me do some shaving. I'm going to go hang out on a pool table. Here we go. Share, 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 share. Is that better? Yeah. Share it, you bunch of grumps. I'm on it. Are we going to start this then? Well, I think we are, right? Oh, wait. I thought Darren was running the show. I thought he was uh, the new co-host or the, the oh, new host of the what, podcast. I don't know what the purpose is this podcast. <laughs> Neither do we. We've been, we've been doing it for months and we don't have a clue. Yeah. We're hoping to get down to the bottom of it today. I don't know what yeah. the purpose is this podcast. I think the purpose of it is just to show up and talk and act like we know what we're doing. That's what I do anyways. I don't know. Well, we got Darren. Darren, how you feeling, pal? How's Madison treating you? Not very good, but it is what it is. Uh, happy, to, <laughs> happy to see some of your friends. I'm just not happy to see you. God, that's so diplomatic and untrue. <laughs> yeah, it's actually uh, it's a much better place than what I envisioned. It's quite bigger than I thought. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's a good our, college town. Um, 
Yeah, we went to a bar last night. It's like they don't close till two two thirty a.m. on a Monday. They're full of Bears fans. Uh oh, that was a horrible game. Jesus. It was a decent game, though, right? I mean, they got close. Exciting at the end. Yeah. Just to get more flags called on them. They're about as good. They're about as good yeah, as the that Eagles. Was, that was that was a pretty weak taunting call. Yeah. Pretty weak. I mean, yeah. Jesus. It's all right. They they hit the over by the third quarter, so I was good. The Bears yeah. did anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was done sweating. Okay. So I'm what's back. on the agenda today, folks? What are we talking about? What's on the agenda today? Well, we get to talk about Chris Reinhold making the team and rounding out uh, Team USA. So I guess. Uh, Darren, why don't you start us off? What do you think of Team USA's final product? Yeah, I think he deserved the pick uh, out of uh, the only three Americans what seem to be traveling and putting all the work in and trying to better themselves is uh, Chris, Tyler, and Shane. So uh, obviously Billy uh, and Skylar. But so I think the right picks, obviously uh, uh, Billy's situation. I don't know what's happening. So. <laughs> Uh, that's up to everyone else. Uh, but obviously, Hill was the big surprise, I think. Uh, but it's rather going to work or it's going to be a disaster with Hill in the team. So that's what makes it uh, this Moscow and Cup really interesting. And what's your prediction? Uh, and, Is and it going to end in disaster or succeed? Well, that's why I'm, I'm going. I was just going to go for the last two days, but now I'm going for the old four days just because Hill's in the team. So for me and the Brits, especially, hey, it's, the Brits especially it's become the Hill, the Hill Strickland Moscone Cup. Uh, I mean, I haven't put much thought into the rest of the players. Uh, all I'm interested about is Hill Strickland. And I think most of the Brits feel the same way. Just because you know there's going to be drama, whether he plays good or bad. Uh, and it's just going to be entertaining to watch, maybe for the, the right reasons or the wrong reasons. You've, well, Penoza, what do you think? I All think, right, go on, know, Jim. No, no, go, go ahead, Mike. Jim. No, go, Mike. Go. Um, no, I think you know, agree with Darren pretty much. It's become the Earl Strickland show because the rest of the team is is similar to what's played before. So Ooh. this is the wild card that makes it different and makes it interesting. Um, you know, I would love to see – you know, Jeremy on this show at some point, and I'd love to ask him, you know, what his plans are for keeping the reins on, on Earl, you know, what is the, what is the game plan? Cause they know that the team is going to come out needling them. They know the fans are going to come out needling them. They know that as soon as a match is over, uh, the guaranteed first interview of the event is going to be Earl. And, you know, they know how to, they know how to get them. They know how to get them going. That's, you know, they're looking for good television once they get them there. So they're going to push all the buttons and uh, it's, it's all in how he responds because we know in team play that um, a cancer takes down the whole team. And so if Earl goes sideways, it, it's not just Earl. He takes the team with him. I mean, team you know, players, we've seen it happen before. The last time he played was in 13 and it was, you know, an unmitigated disaster. And um, no one really gets excited to play when he's, you know, bad-mouthing them in the play practice room and then fighting with fans and players in the arena. And so, you know, if it goes sideways like that early on, it's 
it's going to be painful to watch the couple of days of play. It's, it's really going to be painful. But if somehow or another Jeremy and Shane can find a way to keep him harnessed and to keep him focused and whatever, you know, then, then, then he's, you know, he's, he's a, he's an above average player still uh, playing in a race to five, nine ball. So it just, I mean, how they start out of the gate is going to have a big, big impact on how it goes. Yeah. And especially with that environment and that crowd is definitely uh, still can compete. That's for sure. Cause he knows the conditions, the table, he knows what to expect. So I think from the playing side, I think he'll play better than what people think. He will make mistakes and he will back whether he's winning or losing. And the crowd are going to react to that. So it's going to be interesting in it anyway. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the press conference. That's, that's where it's all going to start. <laughs> Jason's ready for that as well. <laughs> but you, you, I mean, you, you've played in, I mean, you've played in loads of Moscone Cups yourself. You've played in uh, with Earl in the opposite team and without Earl in the opposite team. We... We spoke to Alex Laley a couple of weeks ago and mentioned whether or not the Earl factor is something that, that, that affects the other side, whether that affects a European team. Did you did you notice in your days that there was a different different atmosphere between the two teams and within your own team if Earl was on the other side of the table and the other team? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, Earl's Earl, really. So you sort of expect it, so you prepare for it. Uh, so, yeah, you just mentally prepare for it. You know he's going to give you some uh, stick while you're playing him. Uh, so you, you just mentally prepare for it and just tell each other, look, just uh, let him do what he's got to do. Don't react to it. Because sales one of players, if you do react to it, it, it can give him like motivation and he can find a gear. So I think you have most success against him when you just keep your mouth shut and just let him explode, really. Uh, but... I mean, maybe I'm, help him out a little bit on the way. Yeah, it's just it's like 2013. The only thing I'd say against USA 2013, the last time he played, is that there was no structure to the team anyway. They didn't really have a captain or a proper captain, uh, so there was no like discipline. Where I think at least with Shane and Jeremy, I think they will have a bit of an influence on him, keep him uh, a lot calmer and a little bit keep him in a better place. Uh, but we'll have to see, won't we? We, we? we just never know with Earl. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you find that there's a different atmosphere within the crowd? Do you feel that oh, yeah, as a player? Yeah. You yeah, feel that now, as a player as well, yeah? Yeah, even with the opposite crowd as well. Like uh, Sometimes the Americans go against him and sometimes they're just trying to encourage him, but he can take that the wrong way also. Uh, but with the Europeans, especially the Brits, I mean, we actually love Earl Strickland. Uh, and we like the drama. So I think you'd be surprised with how much support he gets from the British crowd, let's say. Uh, but the Brits will definitely try and help him explode at the same time. That's just the the British sense of humour, really. Yeah, and you, you, you want you want to be front row when he does, if he does smash a cue, you want to be front row watching it first time as be, well. You want to be catching those little uh, wood chips. Exactly, it's just really good TV and uh, yeah. the viewing figures are, are, are going to be like a whole time high, that's for sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, you want it to be about the game. I mean, there's a, there's a, a line that if you do cross and it can become uh, uh, just like chaos and it can ruin the tournament, you know what I mean? So uh, hopefully nothing too crazy happens <laughs> where it gets like disqualified, for example. 
Well, and the greatest part about now that he's using a 37 millimeter shaft is that there's so much more wood to get thrown across the room when he snaps it, right? But he's gonna he's gonna have to hit it on the floor pretty hard to to break it in the first place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like trying to snap a two by four. <laughs> and it, and it. And his tip's unbelievable. It's like a 16 millimeter elk bastard tip. I've never seen nothing like it in my life. Massive thing. Uh, huge. How do you get it to I mean, to be fair, though, he, he played really good in the straight pull before he got disqualified. <laughs> and he played really good in the International Open. Uh, so he looks like he's playing well. But let's see how he, how he performs at the Moscone. Well, Molina, Mike, <laughs> what do you think? What are you looking for? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's. Um, I think everyone's going into it with popcorn ready to watch the Earl Strickland show. I think it'll kind of take away from the potential of maybe some decent nine ball pull from the American side, um, even though they are up against it. Uh, I mean, I know this is Chris's second year, but for all intents and purposes, this is really his first year with having fans. So uh, yeah, Jim hasn't gotten a chance to get a hold of him yet. <laughs> yeah. Tyler's got a chip on his shoulder after being left off the team last year. So I know there's there's going to be something to prove with him, but I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. And I mean, Darren said it; he can still play, but can he play while he's getting needled? You know, the entire time, because those fans, I think, are going to be ruthless. They're going to be wanting to see the full oral show. You know, they're not going to want to see him bottled up. And I and quite frankly, I don't think Shane or Jeremy have that cachet to like go and check him or to go and keep him harnessed up. I don't think they got that that kind of personality to go and and keep him reined in. Earl's going to be who he is. I, I was there in South Dakota last year with um, Corey, Shane, Billy, and everyone just sits around and just watches Earl. Like nobody will go and tell him a thing. They'll just let him go and just and just be be his own person, no matter where he's at. It's unreal. Yeah, plus he's like sixty years old. I mean, he hasn't played in the Moscone for eight years. I mean, that's a long time. And obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. It's going to be like he doesn't know what it's like. I mean, I don't care yeah. how long it's been since he played. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, the, the, you know, I think matches in his day. The thing is, once you, I think once you get to the, when you when you're when you're at the stage of the career that Els are, I mean, I remember him, him mentioning. Uh, I think it was at the Masters when he got beat by Catchy, and he did that quite quite funny interview about saying uh, Catchy's a good player, but he's not a great player yet. He could be a great player. He mentioned. Very, it was just a very quick comment he made saying this might this is probably the last time I don't think I'll be invited back again. He's maybe had it in his head for the last couple of years, you know, the whole matchroom events, I can forget about it. And then all of a sudden he gets this another opportunity. That puts an extra thing on him. Oh, I'm getting this like free opportunity, this free role. You know, he could go out there and just really enjoy the fact that he's getting another crack at it. Or he could go out there and try and force it and uh, 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 and it blow up again. I, I'm 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 with Mike. I would love I would love for everyone to get the full Earl Strickland experience, and that oh, includes you get that. that. No, but that no, but that includes. I want to see. I want to see him run some racks. I want to see him play some some Errol pool and really no, blow people away. To be fair, though, Jim, he can still, he can still play shots that no, other guys don't fair, even know exist. They don't even, even know exist. He, I want to see that as well. Even though he self-destructed in 2013, in my opinion, he was their best player. He played well when he, he played well when he when he played well. He played well when he didn't. He played pretty well. Poor. They, they got beat 11-2, so obviously yeah. they didn't play well. But I think he was he was a standout performer in their team, even though they was all pretty bad, really. Do you think having all this talk of of Earl and his big personality and wanting to see him kind of 
you know, implode. Do you think that'll help take off, take off pressure when it comes to some of these guys like Tyler and Chris? Because there's, I mean, who are we talking about now? This has been, you know, what, like two weeks after Earl gets announced and we're still talking about him, right? So, I mean, is, is that going to be, is that going to help out those other younger American players? It's got to help Chris out. I mean, I feel like it's got to help Chris because now he doesn't have the spotlight on him when he's coming in on his rookie season. You know, normally right. the Europeans would be ripping into him like right now, making him feel like he's going to be in some serious trouble when he shows up and he gets a pass for all this because we're still talking about Earl. That's That's got to help. What's that like, Darren, that first that first day walking out? All those fans. Amazing. It's hard to explain. And that's another thing. Earl's never played in front of 3,000 fans before. So... But end of the day, the guy's a genius, a world champion, what, five times five US Open. So at least he has that to draw back on. So I don't think the amount of people been there is going to be a big problem for him. It's just his own mental state, really. But like you say, like walking out for that first match is a, a unique feeling, out of body experience. And the very first rack you play in the Moscow in a cup, uh, you never feel anything like it ever again. It's like, uh, just weird. <laughs> You can hardly feel your arms and your legs, so you just go off your basics, really. Just think, just keep still on the shot. <laughs> I remember, I, I remember. Think, no, go ahead. I think, uh, I think Chris and Tyler they've got solid fundamentals, so I don't expect them to miss many balls. You know what I mean? I think they will make mistakes, but the other team will also. Uh, so, it, at the end of the day, I, I always say with the Bosconi Cup. It comes down to Shane and Skyler. If they win 80% of the matches between them, then all the other guys have got to do is chip in. Because uh, I think 2018 and 19, I think Skyler and Shane won uh, nine of the 11 points between them, or there was involved in winning nine out of the 11 points between them. So that's huge. So it all comes down to Shane and Skyler, in my opinion. Are there expectations really for the American team? I mean, because I haven't heard anyone going really say that, oh, I think they got a real good chance. Well, I, I mean, think they got a pitcher's chance, but. I think on paper, obviously, I think Europe's a good favorite. But end of the day, it's race to five, like Mike says. And if you get off to a good start and Europe, you got two or three players on the, the European team who are not performing, uh, you just never know. And it's like I said, Shane and Skyler are as good as any player in the world. So if they turn up with their best game, then it's definitely not a walkover. Yeah, the key, the key to, to me is going to be getting getting off to a good start uh, because then a lot of the pressure shifts to Europe. Heavy, heavy favorite, all the fans screaming for him. All of a sudden, you better make all your balls, son. So, you know, the, the, the pressure can shift a little bit. And, and what I wonder, what I was thinking about is uh, if you're Jeremy, do you play Earl, other than the, the team match, everybody's got to play in the team match, do you play Earl the first day? I think you have to. Or do you try to get, or you try to get some points? Without the circus and see what happens going into day I two. Think, I, I think, think your first three matches have to include everybody in them, though. Yeah, from a strategy though, doubles. Yeah, I think you have to put them right out there with Shane immediately. The first match. Yes. Yeah. That's a good pick. I think yeah, Shane. A, I think Shane and but, Shane and there's Earl's a strategy the though too, to like how many times you can go and play. So wouldn't it be smart to throw them out there early to save Sky and and Shane on the back end for? For a day two, that's what they. Well, that's that's what they did. See, that's well, that's what JJ did last year. But they saved them for day three, and by day three, by the time mm -hmm. they got there, yeah. they were already down. What was it? Uh, eight to eight well, to I mean, two at the time. But, yeah, but also me, there's a loophole. Me. There's a loophole in the format because like uh, Shane and Skyler can play more matches than ever, than everyone else. 
Yeah. That's what Feller and Jason so, did as well. I think one of those two guys have got to play a singles on the first day, whether it's the last singles. Uh, but Earl, but at the end of the day, you, you've got to be careful, uh, careful Mike, because you're saying to save Shane and Skyler for like maybe the second day or third day. But in my opinion, it's essential for USA to get off to a good start. Yeah, I, I think um, the, the, this, this only becomes a proper contest if USA can hang with them. Uh, for 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 two two and a half days, I mean, yeah, if, I mean if you go in, if you go in at the end, one down, they're in trouble. Yeah, if you go in at the end of day three and it's eight seven, let's say eight seven Europe, it's a proper match because these Europeans that are being told are the heavy fa- favourites and they should be blasting this. You should be winning at eleven three, eleven four. All of a sudden, every point gets edgy then, and then USA become more and more. Is it the chance that they they, they could end up winning it? So I think they have to start. They have to go out there strong. They have to. They have to try and win the first day, or at least only be three-two behind in the first day, just to, because that's that's basically going to be a mental win for like, Ireland as that, well. Is, is, that, is that a moral victory for the American team? Because I think it is. I don't think. I don't think as a as a as a, as a professional as a professional sportsman as a professional sportsman moral victors victories don't exist. Yeah, but you're yeah, playing a long. It's, it's to eleven, though. My experience with the Boscone Cup, Mike, is that. The first day, nobody seems to play well. No. And also, the table breaks its toughest on the first day, for whatever reason. And then, obviously, the second day, the balls just settle in, and the table breaks a lot easier. So, I think it would be better for Hill, like you said, because he's probably like the weakest breaker on the team, to play yeah. the first day. Yeah. I am. Um, Chris, Chris isn't the best breaker either. The way I see it is good last year, though. I mean, there was no there was no people there, but he was breaking. He was breaking solid. He was starting to break good ten ball, but I mean, it's still when no, even I mean, even the Moscone Cup last year, he had a couple of really great breaks. Yeah, I mean, he, he, was, yeah, he, he had the one where he made like solid. five balls and was like dead on the one. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's easy, that, but yeah. Of course, I'm curious. Like, do, do you think there's any chance that we have what happened like a few years ago, where maybe Europe kind of gets full of, full of themselves and maybe takes them for granted? Alex will yeah. kill him. Yeah. Not with Alex. Not not with Alex. Yeah, no. yeah, Alex. No. Alex will string them up if they even think about getting complacent. I think Marcus. That yeah, for Marcus was whatever you want to say about him as a coach. I mean, one thing he did not do is he did not hold his players accountable when they got a little. Likely. I think Marcus just yeah. expected it just to be all right in the end. Yeah, <laughs> and didn't didn't react when he needed to react. I mean, as far I think you know, no nobody can win it in the first two days, but the USA can lose it in the first two days. If they make the wrong decisions and they don't play well, then the USA can certainly lose it in the first two days. But they just have to—they have to hang with them as long as they possibly can. And like I said, it's race of five. Who knows? I mean, you, the only thing you can guarantee: Shane's, Shane's playing the last singles on day one because he has done for the last fifteen well, years or something. Like what, you know? what, do you, what, do you, what do you think about this, Darren? For uh, for a schedule from day one, you do the team event, of course, and then you come straight out with uh, the the first match is doubles, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so the doubles, what do you think of Shane and Earl? And then give Tyler a singles, and then do Sky and Chris, and then the last uh, singles, give Sky. Because you know that Shane is going to have the, the fans' choice. So put Shane's singles match out on day two with him and, Ty, uh, him and Sky in between. So you're going to end up having Shane play uh, mm-hmm. three straight matches on day two. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's a perfect harder. And for some reason, Shane seems to have a problem playing against uh, Joshua, especially. And sometimes yeah, I think Jason, he'll be playing where, Jason after last year. I think he'll be playing Jason. Well, obviously Skyler is is younger, so he seems to feel better, or he wants to play Joshua 
and he's obviously got a decent record against him, I believe. I'll tell you what, uh, so, yeah. wants to play Shane, probably, before Sky. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, there's only so many times you can get beat where you've got to, like, just say, look, it's time to change the, the uh, tactics. Uh, it happened with me and Shane many times, but they kept putting Shane against me. And it just weren't players what I kept beating. I just enjoyed playing him. Uh, and they were very stubborn. Uh, so, it's not a case of like Josh being a better player than Shane or Jason being better than Shane. It's just sometimes that's just the way it is. So you've, got, so you've got to make tactical changes for better for the team. Yeah, I mean, Pinoza, what do you think? Anything in there that you want to discuss? No, no, the lineup you brought up sounded, you know, uh, like it might work. Uh, I, I'm assuming, I mean, we're all assuming that the format and everything is exactly the same as it was last year. You know, listen to Emily yesterday. It sounded like there's a couple tweaks in there someplace. So we'll see what happens when it comes time for everything to come out. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty obvious that, that Team USA has to get off to a good start in the first two days, at least hang with them punch for punch. Um, and, you know, everybody, I don't want, I don't even want to bring up the lag anymore because I'm tired of hearing how, you know, Alex did such an amazing job with the lag by putting hot water under a table and all that shit. But, um, you know, there were a lot of close matches last year that could have gone either way and could have made things a little bit tighter on the second day and into the third day. So uh, I think that's interesting. Uh, but, you know, and it, this is a great conversation. It's always great to to throw out what ifs. But, Mike, you know this from from – watching football and betting on football all the years, whatever, you know, every time there's a Super Bowl where one team is clearly going to beat the crap out of the other team, the two weeks leading up to it, the sportscasters all spend so much time analyzing that by the end of it, they have you convinced that the game's even. And then, and then the game it. gets played, <laughs> and the team that's supposed to win crushes the other team. So, so it's like we, we could talk about this and try to make it as, you know, as even as we want, but it's not. Um, so, you know, everything's going to have to roll right for him. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, I'm telling you, the Panthers were uh, – the Panthers, I think, were double-digit favorites in the Super Bowl against the Broncos, and we all know what that happened there. Oh, yeah. No, it happens. But, I, you know, uh, I'm a Bears I mean, at the end of the day, I remember 85 you know? Bears when they tried to convince you that New England was going to play with them in the Super Bowl by the end of the two weeks of pontificating, and it was a massacre. So, it just – you know, it's just what it is. Yeah, we yep. saw it all weekend in, 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 in football, though, where, you know, un, quote-unquote underdogs were going and, and winning outright. I mean, it happens in sports, and you're playing race to five, nine ball, you know, a couple of goofy rolls, and you protect serve. You know, I mean, there was – I mean, you, you brought it up, Nate, but there was a lot of hill-hill matches. And all it takes is just one or two things to go the American way. I mean, if they go into a 3-2 day one, I mean, they're they're on cloud nine. Because I, yeah. I really don't think they oh, – I, I mean, even 3-2 down, I think they're they're still in it. You know, especially if you're it's, playing four quarters, you want to go in and also, Mike, stay in it. Sometimes when you win the last point of day one and you lose it three two, you you can feel like you've won the session. The Let's say you're down three one, yeah, and you win that. Bit. I mean, three two and four one is massive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll say, especially if they they pick the schedule that I that I suggested, if they're if they're even if they're down three to two or up to three to two going into that second day, when you got Shane Van Boning playing your first three matches, you got to be feeling pretty good, even if you're down two to three. Yeah, you know, you, you, you think like the worst case scenario at the end of that. Yeah, worst case scenario at the end of that, you're going to be tied four four. You're in your head, you're thinking, and you have a real chance of going five three, right? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, You've got arguably the best player of all time in your team, right? So, and you've got Skyler to back him up. If those, if those two guys perform, it, it isn't a foregone conclusion. Who's your arguable best player of all time, Earl or Shane? <laughs> uh, well, uh, maybe he'll like 20, 30 years ago. But, uh, Nine ball. I mean, yeah. Shane, well, you I did mean, say all time, right? On. You didn't say this last five yeah, years. <laughs> I've always tried to put players in front of Shane, but the longer he keeps going, the more I'm like leaning towards him being the greatest player of all time, even though it sort of pains me to say it. Because <laughs> his, like, long, his longevity and his consistency is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but any sport, you know, one of the one of the one of the biggest motivations in any sport is proving people wrong. You know, so the USA have got an opportunity here to come out there and and, 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 and to If USA have got the opportunity to go out there and prove everybody wrong, and now if you take both camps, both both sets of five players, or, or let's call it six or seven or whatever, if you could the captains, think about the reaction. In each dressing room, so to speak, Europe wins it. Yay, high five. Yeah, we were supposed to win. USA wins it. Jesus, the roof comes off. Oh, yeah. The roof comes off in that Vegas place. Will be will be crazy. The, the, U- the USA have the opportunity to, 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 to do something. I mean, the best wins the best wins that you can have when you're playing any sport, pool included, is the ones that you're not supposed to win. You know? Yeah. The guy sitting there. You know, I'm not supposed to beat him, but I beat him. You know, and you're not, you're only going to do it one time out of a hundred. And just to be clear, Jim, have you ever lost a Darren? The these guys end up doing it. You know, and these have are you the ever actually lost a Darren? The, I mean, sorry? that's what could happen in pool. Have you ever actually lost a Darren? But that's pool. I've never lost a Darren. But that's pool. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So the better but player won. That's all we can. Actually, say. he's probably the underdog now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Shane doesn't feel the pressure, because I think that's key. You know, and with them being, you know, prohibitive underdogs, I think he ought to be just just free stroking, you know, because you're not I mean, on paper. They're what? What are they? Two and a half, two and a half to one dogs. Yeah, but I tell you what, I like most though, Mike with Shane is that he's more invested in the Moscone Cup now than what he's ever been because he's got a Correct. responsibility for the team as a vice you captain. Think so? And when I spoke to him at the International Open, he was he was asking me for questions and advice and stuff like that. So he's taking it very seriously. Yeah, that's that's a big so, deal because Shane has in the past when things have started, you know, not well, Shane has been the first one to go into a shell, um, yep. and that affects yeah, the other yeah. players too. So you know, this added responsibility, I think he's gonna he's gonna have to be a little more you know, supportive, rah-rah, keep your chin up type of stuff. And that could that could help him. But he's, he's going to have to find, he's going to have to find a balance here as well. Because he's going to have to split his energy. He's going to have to split his energy between two. And it, it depends how much energy he's having to use on the rest of his team. And we come back to the arrow factor again, you know. How much of a distraction does, does being the vice captain come to actually playing the game and winning the points in the team as well? You know, there's a balance that has to be found there as well. Well, that's got to fall on Jeremy more than Shane. Does, Jer- does, Je- does Jeremy have the same kind of pull with, with, with Errol? Does Errol listen to Jeremy more than he does to Shane? It's all about putting the right person in front of Shane, to, to, in front of Errol, to get him in the right frame of mind. That's not Jeremy, that's Shane, in my opinion. You know? I think Errol listens to Shane more than he'll listen to Jeremy. If he gets into that, if he gets into that negative frame of mind, you know? 
Well, I think it's pretty clear that if Shane wasn't the vice captain or had no say in the team, he'll be in the team, in my opinion. Agreed. Either would I find that either either difficult to believe, yeah. yeah. But Shane's obviously... Shane's got that uh, stature where obviously Jeremy's going to listen to Shane, uh, but end of the day, Jeremy's going to have the final say. So I don't think Shane's like 100% pigtail alone. I think Jeremy's obviously thought about it and listened to Shane and thought, yeah, maybe it, it, it can work. So I think, think Shane. Sorry, go back. No, so do you think Shane's. So, so are, are we saying that Earl, Tyler, and Chris were all Shane picks? I don't think Chris was. I think don't I think, think Chris. I don't know about the Chris was. one, but I know I know that Tyler was. I know that Tyler. I think it's probably a 50-50 decision. I think I think they're both like decided what's best for the team. Really, I mean, I mean they've obviously got a plan with it, aren't they? So, but the problem in America, Chris, obviously, I think that Chris becomes. I think that Chris pick becomes a lot more obvious once you already picked Tyler as the number four. Star. Yeah, uh, I mean the problem you've got is that you have got enough players competitive on the world stage at the moment. So it's just unfortunate that uh, you don't have enough enough guys traveling, putting the work in at the moment to better themselves and uh, compete in stuff like the Moscow and Cup. Uh, but I think it's going to change. Like at the International Open, that junior tournament, there was two or three guys what really impressed me. Uh, so I think yeah, the future. Shane better. Wolford's playing some good pool. Yeah, people like Shane him. Wolford's so playing few... some real good pool. Nathan yeah, Children's Jason playing Tate some good pool. And Ollingworth, Nathan. So the, the future's bright, I think, for America. But I think, I mean, I know we talk about Shane having, you know, the the the, the pick, but. I don't think we can be so naive as to think that Shane hasn't had an influence on every pick for the last 10 years, you know, because he's guaranteed to be in the team. He gets the first pick every year. If I'm the captain, I'm saying to him, listen, Shane, who do you want on the team with you? Who do you feel best playing with, you know? So I'm pretty sure he's, he's had some sort of influence on all the captains over the year. Except maybe Johan. Sorry? It's a lot more obvious, though. I mean, what is he going to say? Yeah, yeah, Sky? Of well, of course, Sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, there's three yeah, guys what pick themselves. Yeah, but you talk you talk about how obvious it is. If you look at the last... I mean, I was thinking about it in the car when we were coming home here just now. If you think of, like, the last four years, how many different European players have played in the Moscone Cup in the last four years? And how many different USA players? There's not much of a difference. I think you're talking about eight. You would expect the US... Yeah, I mean, Europe is basically rotating two players every year. Yeah, no, and, and one, the, yeah. the US, you would you would one, expect two. it to be the central. I mean, it seemed to be Billy, Sky, and Shane, but every year it's two different other ones with them. You know, there doesn't seem to be the the, the consistency and the continuity within the picks. Whereas the, the Europe, they kind of change one player if they have to. You know, every year, so you get a well, Europe. You know? Europe's and never had the same would, team twice. No, they don't. Neither of USA. Fair, neither the the US hasn't had for a place. long time either. Yeah, you see, so never the same so like, there's, there's always usually one player at least what uh, uh, yeah. change. I think, well, but it's generally I think from, it's, it's the generally from the qualification process, not I from the wild. I they had the same team though. I'm pretty sure they had the same team the two years they won it. No, Corey was in no. one time and Bergman was in the other yeah, time. Corey, uh, yeah, Corey, Corey wasn't in. Yeah, yeah was. Corey was in 2018. Yeah, Corey, Corey was in the first one. Bergman was in the second one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna nip this conversation in the butt really quickly because I want to get Darren since he's here I want to get Darren's uh I guess thoughts on the matchup next weekend 
which is uh, his buddy Jason versus Dennis. I want to hear your thoughts on it, Darren, before we lose you. Uh, I think Dennis is favourite. Uh, obviously, Jason, I know he's, he's in his ear listening, but uh, at the end of the day, Jason, I think, breaks a little bit better than Dennis. I think Jason's putting more hours in now than what he has done for like four or five years. So he's obviously got to break well. He's got to keep his emotions in check because Dennis will just be the same for like the old match, whether it's a race 120, whatever it is. So Jason's got to like just fade like the times where things aren't going his way and stay patient and just wait for his opportunities. And if he does that, then he's definitely got a chance. But he's, but he's got to, obviously got to play great and he's got to keep his emotions in check. And if he does that, then he's got a chance. But obviously, Dennis probably probably the best money player in the world. So, uh, so it's going to be like the ultimate test for Jason. And it, and it, but the good thing is that at least it's showing where he is with his game. All right. So then, if uh, if Jason wins this matchup, how does he win it? And then if Dennis wins this matchup, how does he win it? What's the difference between uh, the wins? Well, Jason's got to just. Uh, keep him away from the table as much as possible. So Jason's got to run a lot of racks. I mean, he, he's got to put like sixes and sevens together, uh, five sixes and sevens. Where Dennis, obviously, he's probably got a, be a better safety game than Jason. Uh, but Jason can intimidate him. If if Jason gets his break going, runs a lot of racks, shoots really good, then he can just uh, run away with it. That's that's what Jason's capable of doing. Uh, but he's got to make sure that he just keeps. His his emotions in check. Uh, and if he does that, then he's definitely got a chance. We know that that um, Dennis can come from way back. Yeah. Can Jason come from behind if Dennis gets ahead? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot more difficult. That's for sure. He did it on day, well, he did it on day three against Shane. Yeah. He didn't if, win, if, but if he ended Dennis up losing. Comes, yeah, but they didn't play for anything. Yeah, it's more of an exhibition match, no disrespect, but uh, where this is obviously a massive money match, uh, and obviously Jason's uh, he obviously working very hard for this, and uh, he's playing Dennis. So, but yeah, Dennis one of them players, he can come back from anything. Where can can Jason? Obviously, that's unproven, so we, we don't know. But uh, well, obviously Dennis's experience is key. Uh, so Jason's got to stay with him or stay in front of him, in, in my opinion, to win the match. Do you think Jason has jumped in too quickly into a match against Dennis, seeing as how he's been out of action for so long? Do you think he might have been better taking a, I won't say an easier one, but maybe a, 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 a something before jumping straight into Dennis? I mean, we haven't seen Jason playing these long sets for a couple of years now, you know? Maybe so, but at the end of the day, he's still, in my opinion, what, a top, top six, eight player in the world. Uh, maybe higher, maybe a little bit lower. You just uh, There's no real criteria out there where we know but he's definitely uh, every time I play a tournament he's on the shortlist as potential winners so he's supposed to play guys like Dennis he's supposed to play people like Shane he's supposed to play people like Joshua Woo, Woo and Chang so that's his calibre and that's where he is with his game or he would like to be with his game obviously he hasn't been doing that for the last couple of years but before Covid he was actually playing really well he, he won the, in, the International Open he won the Euro Tour so it, you, you could argue that it was a little bit lucky with COVID. Well, mm. uh, obviously now he's working his he's working his butt off. I mean, he's putting some serious hours in on the table. So a, a Jason in form, he can beat anybody. So I think he's he's uh, 
he just wants to Jason's one of those he's not one of those where he wants to take like an easier game on paper he just wants to be the best player in the world so he's obviously got the financial support behind him so why not yeah I want to hear oh, I want to hear Mike's handicap on this <laughs> I mean Dennis is the favorite going into it and it's mind-blowing to me because unless Dennis found a break that he hasn't had for the last two years then I'm a bit lost Anytime you go and see Dennis play, you'll see him in between. No matter what kind of tournament it is, he's practicing that 10-ball break. It eats him. He's stubborn about it, sometimes to a fault. And if you saw him go and play Shane a few years ago, he wanted to keep on hitting him square in the face and not drop anything. So it's going to be very difficult if he sticks to that. I don't see him going and hitting Jason with five, sixes, and sevens, like Darren said. But I do think Jason has that kind of gear. I think Jason has that kind of break where he can go and pepper you throughout the throughout the whole event and and go and get and, and get ahead. Now, you know that has a big heart and I don't think anybody on earth can go and argue it, but if his 10 ball break isn't on, Dennis is either a going to have to adjust and turning it in, in, into a moving match, which I think there he has the edge, but if he keeps on like he did with Shane a few years ago where he just I mean over and over and over again, he's trying to get that pop break and was just failing it. Balls are coming high, balls are coming low. Jason can go and, and break the balls. I don't want to say as good as a Shane, but I think he's like right below it. Right below like those top tier big 10 ball breakers on earth, you know. And that's where I think that Jason's edge is going to come from. He's obviously been playing a lot of pulls, so his pocketing is going to be good. Um, I don't know. I saw a little bit of Dennis practicing last night, the break, and I just – it was the same shit that I seen a few years ago. So I think it's going to be he's, – he's going to be up against it. You know, and I mean, at the end of the day, Jason only lost to Shane. I think it was like by eight, even though it was an exhibition. I think the time before that, whenever they played, it was by eight. Shane crushed Dennis. I mean, it was like by 30 plus racks. He crushed him in a race to 100 or 120, whatever it was. Well, that was a bad table, though, Mike. No, no, no. I mean, um, uh, like two years ago, whenever they played oh, in Virginia. Okay. They, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, I think Jason can go and break the balls that well man i mean call me crazy so i don't know if they're playing nine ball all bets are off because then i think then it's you know dennis can for sure go and get there but that 10 ball break is just it's massive and jason has it yep yeah it'd be interesting one to see yeah yeah i know i'm excited for it we've uh, we've actually been a little while since we've had one of these big matchups and it's uh it's pretty exciting to i guess change on lennon shane and, uh, but, I mean, we were, we were getting a pretty steady stream of them for about a six-month yeah. stretch, and now yeah. it's been about a month, and it just seems seems crazy to yeah. not have anything. Well, as long as there's not too many tournaments. As long as you don't go to 115, 115, and then decide to come back the next day. <laughs> I can't believe they do, but I, I, oh, but I find Darren, that unbelievable. Yeah, Darren, see, Darren, so Darren, is that not just the stupidest thing that's ever happened in a pool match? You guys still don't it, get it. If you are Chuck Jones, it's probably the worst decision he's, he's made in his life. It is the worst decision he's made in his life. You're giving the best player in the world, probably, or the, the best 10-ball player in the world, for sure, uh, an opportunity to come back the next day and play a race to 40 in, in instead of a race to five. I mean, it's just like stupidity. Yep. It's like Jason <laughs> you're playing match play, right, against Tiger Woods, right, in his prime, and you're even going down the last two holes. 
after the we season. see play another even round even with Tiger they were playing for like 20 hours though. Tiger, let's play another 18 holes tomorrow instead I mean you know it's fucking mad isn't it? I mean it's just unbelievable it Jason said there's 119 119 he's playing one game good Jason I just, Proper I just couldn't believe it I just couldn't yeah, no. believe it yeah. well if it's Proper like say 100% 50-50 down the line and uh, I don't know let's say Dennis versus Alex playing one pocket then I sort of get it but I mean it's just like crazy really and plus, it just takes something away from the match, doesn't it? Nobody's talking about it now. Yeah, they're just talking about it for the wrong reasons. So there's just—it's game. That, I mean, that is a real thing. We're still talking about day, Shane and Dennis. We're not talking guys. about Shane and Chang anymore. It's all about the guys who's got the balls, and that's what we want to see. You know what I mean? Like, we want to see a hill, hill like Dennis and Shane. We'll we'll like remember that match for the rest of our lives, and people will be talking about it like in fifty years' time. And that's what it's about. Where this Chang and Shane match, I mean, it's just quite crazy, really, in, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to go and bury Dennis like that. I mean, like Chang was supposed to go and bury Shane. You got to go and bury Dennis. I'll tell you, a thing, I'll tell you one thing, though. There's 100% that Dennis would never accept to do that. If it was 115, 115, that Dennis would say, no, I'm playing. And Alex Pagline would probably say the same also. Let's lower the race by these two. These guys with big hearts and they want to no, feel the pressure. They like the excitement of it. You know what I mean? And when uh, whatever happens, it happens. When Dennis was coming back on Sky, whenever they played their big bar table match, there was already talk that if they got if they got tied, I think within five games, they were going to go and extend it. I mean, it never got there because uh, Sky finished them off, but. Yeah. I, that 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 night, whenever I was there, I was talking with Omega Mike and them. They were already and they had already talked to the backers. Yeah. And, that, and that was like, like that was the promoters trying to do it, which is which is completely different. Well, That's, no, no, no. I mean, I think, they, it's, I think they, it's a completely were, different situation. They were touching base. They were touching base with the backers just to see what right. it is they wanted to do, yeah. and everyone was on the same page yeah. that they wanted. To but I'm just saying, like the promoters, are, the promoters were trying to do this. I think the players were trying to do the Shane and Chang one, right? Yeah, oh, the, yeah, and the thing with Shane and Chang is that Chang, I believe, had an open table at 115. He had a shot, yeah. Break. Yeah, Shane, Shane, put, Shane, played a, Shane played a bad <laughs> shot, left him an open ball, and said, yeah. shall we just call it a day? And Shang went, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> both shit the bed. I'm sticking with it. They shit the bed, both of them. Well, yeah, <laughs> right thing. If I, were, if I was Shane, I'd have, like, snapped his arm off. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Shane loved it. It was great for Shane. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. I got, I got, I've got. I want to get back. I want to get back to. I've got another Moscone Cup question for Dan since we've got him here. Well, quick because he's. We got to get him out of here. Yes. He's got a private exactly. lesson starting in five minutes. So this yeah, is the last one. The next time we got this food yet. The next yeah. time we start. The next time we see you. In your opinion. In your opinion, the next time we see you in the Moscone Arena. Will it be as a player or as a captain, vice captain? Well, he's going to be there this year, so I'm guessing it's going to be as a fan. (laughs) In the arena, not in the crowd, in the table side, in a European shirt as part of the European team. Is it going to be Darren Appleton, the player, or Darren Appleton, the coach, vice captain? I think the player. He might be captain of the US team. Uh, Because I've been showing good signs this year. I've played some good matches. Obviously, set a belief, confidence. looking for my game 100%. But this year, I showed... Some good signs, had some good, had some bad results. But I know next year I finally get to play a full schedule season where there's no uh, uh, any any like uh, obstructions in the way. Let's say like there has been the last four or five years in my life. So it'll be the first year where I play a full tour schedule 
for six years. I haven't done that for six years. So I, I'm more excited about that, really, about just playing the full season. I can travel wherever I want, playing as many events as I want, and then I'll know where I am with my game and where I am with my career going forward. And I've given myself, like, at least 12 months. And if I know I can't compete at the top level, then I'll probably go and do something else regards being a professional pool player. But I still believe I can do it. So I wouldn't, I'm not one of them people where I just want to hang around and make the numbers up and get a last 16 quarterfinal. So I still believe deep down I can still win a major title and get back in the Moscone Cup. So so that's a goal for next year. But obviously I'm realistic. I know it's going to be very tough because there's a lot of good young players about. But I know that age is just, just, just a number to take care of yourself and your body. And that's my goal now, really, is to get, is to get healthy, get fit, practice think, more and play tournaments. Do you think you'd have to get an automatic pick? No. Yeah. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, I have to. I have to get. Uh, I have to get an automatic pick. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's no doubt. I'm hoping next year it'll be the top three in the rank, which I, I would imagine it will be with a full tour schedule. So yeah, I have to 100% get a, a top three uh, ranking. Or I've got to win something like the US Open or the World Championship. So I think at the end of the day, it's just try my best and see what happens. I think a Moscone Cup seniors would be an awesome tournament. Oh, that'd be great, yeah. <laughs> we'll pull uh, back Steve can imagine, Davis. Can you imagine a team Europe would have in that as well? Suki, Niels, Appleton. Well, to be fair, though, I think Mika. America probably have more chance Mika. in that in the world than in the current one. <laughs> be some of the same Johnny, players. Johnny, Jenny Satch, they, they can still play, you know what I mean? So yeah. does this mean, Darren, that you're going to be going and playing all the Euro Tours next year as well, then? No Euro Tours. Because I'm not Moscone Cup ranking events, but I'll be playing everything else. Uh, I, might, I might play the odd Euro Tour if it's a good location and it fits with my schedule. But eight, probably 75 percent of my pool next year is going to be in America. Uh, I'm going to be a 50 percent of the year, so I'll be playing a lot of tournaments in America, get competitive, play, 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 start, play money matches again. Uh, I, I already said that I'd like to play uh, someone like Bergman at eight ball on that on that uh, Amiga billiards. Or like a Skylar Woodward playing eight ball, and then just take it from there. Just try and get back in the heat of the action and knocking. I'm not used to the pressure again, so I've sort of dogged it a little bit in a few matches this year. Where I know if I'm if I'm getting competitive play all the time, week in week out, then I'll start getting used to feeling good under pressure again and uh, not not dogging my brains out. So the Euro Tour doesn't have any ranking points anymore for the Moscone. Not for the Moscone, no. So I think uh, most of the players, well, a lot of the guys... Bye-bye Euro, Euro Tour. Bye-bye Euro Tour. Bye-bye Euro Tour. Yeah, I mean... It's never going to make it... it in one, in one, one fell swoop, it became an amateur event. Not a, it's looking not like a, next not year a moment that Matchroom will have eight to nine tournaments next year, if you include the Invitational tournaments. So, I mean, things are well, moving in the direction. Right, let's go, Obviously, let's go back I'm to that. Predator, yeah, I'm hoping that Predator... Uh, fix their form and their rules a little bit and obviously you've got the Predator series and you've got good events like the Derby International Open, one of my favourite weeks of the year there's a lot happening in the pool world, it's definitely on the hub it's improving and obviously Matthew is the big uh, driving force behind that Pool's better whenever you're involved, Darren, whether it's on the player side of it or on the media side of it or whatever side it is you want to be on, Pool's better whenever Darren Appleton's involved Here, here. Cheers, man, appreciate yeah. it appreciate it. yeah I, I just love the game so I, I still try and compete and if i can i'll always be involved in the game anyway I, I, no doubt in my mind whether that's teaching or whatever but i just i love the game i love the passion uh and i, I appreciate how difficult it is and i love the industry you you meet some uh bad apples 
you always meet great, great people along the way also. And that's well, what it's about, isn't it? Just uh, glad to hear that. Uh, get, your, making memories. get your column in while you're at it. I did do. I emailed <laughs> you last week. Are you going to be anyway, a GB? Guys, Are you going I'm, to be a GB9 before this morning? Yeah, I'll go back to England at the end of this month. I'll be at the GB9, make sure I hopefully draw you and I can finally beat you. <laughs> and then I'll be going straight to the Moscone Cup. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. Mike, are you going to the Moscone? No. Okay. What about you, Mike? Molinari, Mike? I won't be next year, though. Uh, next year I'll be. Okay, that's a shame. Well, yeah. So anyway, I've got to shoot because I'm about to teach someone. So I'll teach him how to uh, miss. I'll be there. Oh, Nate's going. That's all right. <laughs> right, I'll uh, see you all guys later. All right, Daz. Thanks a lot, pal. See you, see, you in, uh, see you in a few weeks. Always nice to talk to the Appleton. We made it. <laughs> imagine, imagine, imagine if he, imagine if he did get back into a Moscone Cup. That would just be insane. The place, the, the, yeah, the, the but, arena would go nuts. If he, if he was to get back into a Moscone Cup and it was a home Moscone Cup in the in the UK, that place would just go off the rails. Oh, but I like, I like how he's now you're realistic. Talking 20, now you're talking twenty-three. That's a tall order. Don't know. No, you don't. You don't know. I mean, the ranking three three people to qualify. Like Dan said, if you snap off a big event, can, can they ignore you? You know, if you snap off one of the big ones. So, how do we feel about invitational well, events being part of the ranking? They ignored. Uh, they ignored uh, Alex Kazakis, right? Do you want to invitational sure events as part of the rankings? I think it happens in other sports. Why shouldn't it happen in pool? Because it defeats the purpose of why they came up with rankings. <laughs> Yeah, but if you if, if the but if the reason if the reason you qualify, in my opinion, if you qualify from that event, that invitational event, based on the rankings, then it's okay. But you don't. I'm not saying that that's. I'm saying <laughs> if it is, then it's for me. It's okay. Okay. Because you've 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 earned that little extra little bit of sugar uh, in your coffee by by your ranking status. Yeah, but it was tough this year. Yeah, I mean, brutal. You know, well, I, it was, I think. It was I think the last. I think the last two years. The last two years, you have to kind of disregard it in a way as far as rankings go and that kind of thing. It's been just scrambling through. Matchroom have had to scramble through. They've, they've they've had to pick people for the for the masters based on can you get here, you know? Can that, you that, can you I mean, physically get thing. your ass to Gibraltar? If you can, you're in yeah. because we still need twenty four players. You know, you can't. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Was either that or they scrap it completely? Yeah, with with a lot more with a lot more open events coming, which I hope, um, then it should be a lot more. It should be a lot fairer for guys, which it it needs to be, you know, because you don't want to see guys like like Lechner get the the shit into the stick. Well, from the U.S. side, do you see Matchroom ever adapting the Predator Tour events into their ranking points? I don't know, but I think they would go and designate uh, at least some events. I know that they will be. Like, I, 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 yeah. I've, I've had this discussion with uh, Karim. They will be doing that, yes. That will be. Yeah, if you had the discussion with Emily, <laughs> I'm sure Karim. Yeah. I, think any, I, think any, I think any promoter that's organized their own tour, that should be your number one goal, to make sure that, you're, you're, yeah, you, that you can get ranking points from a Scony Cup. Because that brings the players in. We just talked about it with the Euro Tour. If it turns out that the Euro Tour have lost all their ranking points from Moscone, it's going to die. Watch it's not none like of these. Predator don't work together regularly, right? No, I mean, none of these European pros. 
none of these European pros go to the Euro Tour because it's financially uh, uh, positive for them. It's all about the ranking points. Take them away. Well, it's, it's financially good if you win every time. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so um, I think that yeah, you, you that's, that should be one of your main in, in, in your book, your Bible. This is one of your main things. We have to get match and to give us ranking points from the Scotty Cup. That attracts the, the players and that makes our events. Yeah, and um, from what I was told when I talked to Karim, that was part of the plan. Yeah. They wouldn't have done they wouldn't have set it up if they set it up if it wasn't going to be part of the yeah. plan. So um I guess is that a discussion or we are we discussion on the Moscone Cup? Is there anything else we want to attack this from? I mean we're gonna have a plot we're, we're gonna have plenty more opportunities to talk about it from now until December. Yeah. I just want to personally say happy for Chris Robinson he's back in the team. Uh would it be nice if Oscar got the pick? But I completely understand the Chris Robinson pick. Um, Reinhold, Chris Reinhold. It's not. It's yeah. There's no. Yeah. Just, as you say, it's no. There's no weirdness there. He kind of he deserves his place. He's done all the right things. He's travelled to all the tournaments. Congratulations, Tim. Nice to see that he's getting rewarded for that. Um, the only thing I want to say is, it's, it's, it, I find it slightly discouraging that uh, we justify the American picks based off of who goes to all the events, and the Europe justifies their picks by who wins all the events. That is that is unfortunately kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you that Chris and Tyler deserve it because they literally yeah. are at every single tournament. But that's how we're justifying those picks. And in Europe, I mean, Conrad, There's always going to be guys on both sides that are going to feel shorted. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what it is, yeah. you know. And, and that's just – you can say that about any any aspect of life, you know. On, on one hand, I, I agree with him. He, the guy – the guys go and travel. They're going to get rewarded. It sets a good precedent for the younger players. You know, mm-hmm. go work your ass off. Go travel to the events. You know, we're going to go and recognize you for it. You know, then on the other hand, it's, it's the performance side. But And you're going to have guys that are going to feel like they've been playing better than this person or that person. And it's <clears throat> it's shitty if you're if you're that guy who's number, you know, n- number six or number seven, right? Maybe you feel more. But you've got a choice to make. If you're that guy, if you're that guy that's number six, you've got a choice to make. You can be one of those guys that turns around and says, you know what, screw it. Matchroom, screw matchroom, screw this. It's not my fault, blah, blah, blah. I I give up. I'm never doing this again. Or you can be the guy that says, shit, so close. Next time, work harder, do more, get to more tournaments. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and those absolutely. are the guys that you want to see. Those are the guys that should be the, 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 the you want to see getting rewarded. They're not the guys who just sit back and go, ah, screw it, I'll just do a money match every month and I'll be fine. Yeah, and playing bar table tournaments across the country. Exactly. Yeah, but, uh, and I've also got to say just a quick shout out to Georgia. Hi, Georgia. Don't know why I'm waving to Georgia. I don't know who Georgia is, but a mate of mine wants me to say hi, Georgia. So hi, Georgia. Did Jim forget to take his meds? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, no it's right here. Jim never forgets his meds, pal. Yeah. <laughs> you put it on the line and snort it off your pool table or something? Jesus, Jim. <laughs> I think, you know, even though the, the Americans are going to be dogs going into December, I still, I mean, call me crazy. It's still nine ball, man. And one one or two goofy things going to happen. I think it can be a lot closer. And, and I hope, that being I hope said, it's a lot, a lot he's closer. He's got the lot. And with that, with that being said, he's got the line open on the Europe side for whatever anybody wants. <laughs> I'll, I'd rather go and bet the money line than go and, and, and bet it on games. I know that. Yeah, you don't give, want to guess. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, why don't we move on from there, and we can uh, we can go back into 
Um, well, let, let's talk about Action Palace. So we'll give a shout out to Alex Olinger. He opened up uh, Alex pa or, uh, Action Palace uh, maybe about seven, just before eight, you, nine months. Before you go any further, I need to log out. I need to leave you on this one. I gave. Uh, I only had an hour, and I've actually overrun, so I've got some stuff to do. But thanks a lot, guys. Nice talking to you again. It's been great, and uh, let's do it again next week. Eh? Fine. All right. See you there, guys. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll give a shout out to Alex Olinger. He opened up Alex uh, Action Palace and uh, ran a ten thousand dollar added event. Uh, looked to be a pretty good event. I didn't really watch much of it. I think it was streamed by uh, Pool Action TV. Um, I was gone, unfortunately, the entire weekend, so I was not able to watch uh, too much of it. Uh, Mike, did you did you uh, tune into any of it? No, I didn't. I I can't I can't watch bar table pool. It's just it's <laughs> tough. Bar, bar table eight ball can be can be a little fun. So in that and I, and I know that's what the event was, but when you have a field like that, the the guys going into it are the guys who want it. You know, Dennis and Sky are the two best players. They were in the finals of the one pocket. Dennis and Sky are the best two players, and they're in the finals of the eight ball. So yep. it's a uh, it's a little tough to go and watch, and when you're playing one pocket on on big pockets, that's that's brutal by itself. Also, um, but no, I mean, congrats to Alex. I know that it wasn't at his place. They ended up having to move it to a different venue, but I know they're working to get the Action Palace opened up real soon. So, and my buddy Chapel, I think, is involved with with Olinger um, in that. So I hope they do, and I hope it's a a lot of success. Um, it's kind of it's unfortunate, but it was kind of an afterthought because the last few months have just been nothing but pool. I was kind of just burnt out, and I don't even really want to watch any of it. I think I might have watched like like one match of one pocket, and I think I maybe watched like three or four racks of eight ball, and that was it. So, yeah, there's there's been a lot of pool. This this definitely was an afterthought. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you look at the field, there's a lot of great players in it. Like, um, well, I guess looking at the eight ball, uh, like you. Said, guy uh, double dips Dennis in the finals so uh, I think that's actually second time Dennis has been double dipped by Sky this year which is kind of uh, interesting uh, Nathan Wallace great tournament for him gets third place Ryan Stone gets fourth place Shannon Murphy and John Gabriel get fifth six there's a blast from the past uh, Billy Thorpe and Jeffrey DeLuna seventh eighth uh, so yeah down the list I mean there's a lot of great players uh, Nathan Childress and uh, D Atkins are in ninth through twelfth Lots of great players. Uh, it's definitely a regional event. It's not like the tournaments we've been accustomed to recently where there are 17 monsters in it. Uh, I know all the, the Polish players all went back. Uh, I think, well, actually, yeah. I think most of the Europeans all went back after the, the International Open. So uh, the, the quality of players just isn't traveling around the U.S. like it was a month ago. And, I mean, good for the American players. This I'm surprised Corey wasn't here this is perfect for him. There's no early any international players in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shots fired. So uh, I guess, um, Mike, is there anything that you wanted to touch on there? I mean, there's not, uh, not a, probably a ton to talk about, but. Uh, no, no, I, I can't, you know, I think the hot topics obviously are Moscone and uh, yeah. the Jason and Dennis matchup. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, see how Jason's playing ahead of Moscone even though it is 10 ball. Um, so it'll be a good, good opportunity for him to get into stroke. That's for sure. Those long races for a couple of days, yep. get your, get your game dialed in. Uh, so uh, I'm curious, you know, is that what you guys know that maybe I don't know about uh, team USA's plans for any kind of, you know, session together before 
they head to Moscone? Is there any, I haven't heard of any plans for them to actually be together before they leave the country. Anything? I know they have, um, they have some plans in London, but I don't know of anything before. Yeah, I don't know. I know we're supposed to be doing the uh, one PKT power rankings with Jeremy this this Sunday. So, um, and I think we're going to try to do something with them either before or after and just talk Moscone and Earl and all that. So, um, I'll, I'll try to find out, but I haven't heard anything. I know Emily kind of mentioned like something to the effect of a warm up, uh, but as far as the details, I didn't get it. And even if I could, or even if I did get it, I probably wouldn't be allowed to go and say it. So, <laughs> <laughs> come on, yeah. you and I'm aware tight now. You can say anything. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, right. I wish I knew, but. No, she was pretty. She was pretty buttoned up about it. Yeah, yeah. she was. She was. Uh, she was cliffhanging everything. It was. Uh, it was no fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, they've got their own. They've got their own show, right? So I'm saving. Yeah, yeah. I'm saving the. You know, the big moments for my show too, which I, which I, which I totally get. Um, you know, they were talking before about one thing. I would say they were talking before about the press conference. And I don't know about you guys, but if I'm Jeremy. I tell my team, we're going to walk into that press conference. We're going to sit there. And every time they say something, we're just going to say, I'm only I'm happy here, to so be I won't here get representing fine. the USA. And we're <laughs> going to play as hard as we can. And I would have every player stay that every time a question got asked and just don't bite. I'm only oh, yeah, here, so I won't get fine. I'm only here so I won't get fined. They gotta have personality, man. I said this yesterday whenever we talked, like they gotta go and open up some. And they're not gonna have it with Billy being around and being that firecracker, which is unfortunate, but like those guys have to go and and be their own be their own person and show who they are, showcase who they are on that stage. Because there aren't very many times when you're gonna have all the eyes on you outside of the pool table, right? Where you got a microphone sitting in front of you and it's very it's proper, you know? So, uh, I and, I, and I think last I, year, but <laughs> I think, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Earl's not going to be uh, uh, lost for words, you know, because yeah. one, all it takes is like one or two things, and all of a sudden, he's going. You know? Well, we we can beat the we can beat this uh, Moscone Cup topic to death, but I think we're going to have I think we're going to be talking about this quite a bit in the coming weeks still. So why don't we move on to uh, Jason and Dennis? We talked about it briefly already. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat you are. Uh, Mike, where I kind of think that this match is going to be like, I don't think that there's a single thing that Dennis can do to win this match. And, and of course, I'm, I'm being a little facetious there. It's a, it's a little bit of sarcasm. But if, if Jason breaks the balls uh, in the best way that he can break the balls, which is not quite Shane, but he's better than there's probably four players in the world that I would take their break over Jason's. I mean, his break is, you said he's not quite in the top tier. I still think he's in the top tier. I, th I just think that Shane is, a, Shane has kind of separated himself from the rest of them forever in his break. And I think if, if you take, if you remove Shane and maybe even Tyler to this point, um, you know, there's nobody else that I clearly would take before Jason's break. Uh, I think if Jason breaks the balls the best that he possibly can, and he's playing his game, like he really would play his game. I think, he can run Dennis off the table if it's if it's if it's like decent sized pockets, four and a half inch pockets. I, I think Jason can kind of run. But now, with that being said, uh, I mean, it, any opening he's going to give Dennis, Dennis is going to take full advantage. We know we know very well of that. So if he's breaking the balls dry, 
eight, nine, 10 times uh, throughout the course of a day, or, you know, even five or six or seven times a day, Dennis will make those, you know, he will make them hurt for those. So um, personally, I don't think that Jason's going to get there with his break. I don't think his break's going to be as elite. I think Dennis, think Dennis probably gets there very narrowly, but I could also see Jason blowing him out by having a, a great break too. So it's, it's, I guess I didn't really give my opinion earlier. So that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, Mike, what do you think? No, it'll be good. I mean, either way, I, I just the only chance Dennis has in my mind is turned into a moving match. And I, and I don't yep. see him doing that because he's just stubborn and he's going to have a template that he can go and manipulate the balls. And I, I've seen it before, man, whenever him and Shane get into it, you know, they're, they're there playing for 8, 10, 12 hours. And then Dennis is still there trying to find his break for another four hours after that. You know, and that's because he showed up early to the to the venue going and practicing for four hours before that. So, I mean, it just it eats at him and eats at him and eats at him. And I just I don't see him going and having it and unless I'm missing something. And and if I and if I am, then it's going to be like Jason's going to have to go and and fade some haymakers for sure, because just from a pure pocketing and controlling the balls, if Dennis can go and figure out that puzzle. Yeah, I mean, all bets are off. You know, but I, I think that's why both sides really like, you know, who they got. And I know it's going to be probably over 150,000 uh, in the middle. So uh, it, it'll it be exciting. That's for sure. And both of them have personality, too. So I, I want to see. It, it, yeah. It's kind of brutal for USA, though, because it's really going to put Jason in stroke. I mean, a race to 120, Jason's going to be hitting them really, really good, you know, heading into uh, December. Yeah. But I was all what you got. No, that's you know he summed it up pretty well. I mean, like you guys said, if it's if it's a a break contest and Jason has it, you know he he can he can run the racks that Dennis can't. But you know if Dennis grinds and gets grinding and and you know starts chewing at Jason's heart a little bit, then it's a different story. Um, then you wonder how Jason comes out of it. <laughs> you know, so if if he gets he gets ahead and Dennis tracks him down and turns it into a move match and and breaks Jason's spirit. Does that affect Jason, you know, going through December? Who knows? So it'll be interesting to see what fatigue. happens. Even right. just the fatigue, right? Because yeah. if he goes and stretches those games out and they're playing, you know, for 12 hours a night or even 10 hours a night, I mean, they, they brought it up, but Jason hasn't played in one of these in, in years. So how is that going to go and, and um, I, affect them I mean, come play, day two and three? He played Shane. He played Shane uh, a year ago. In the race, when uh, we yeah, with the Phil MMP stuff, I think it was, yeah. was it? Yeah, that was, was I thought it was during ago. COVID. Was it no, during no, COVID? No. It wasn't during COVID. Wow, geez, time. Well, I think I'm actually just stopped once COVID started, so I don't think that this this last year and a half actually existed. So, yeah, I don't know. This is why I set the match up. I think I break better, and also for tune-up for the Moscone Cup yeah. is the main key. Yeah, well, Jason, I mean, there it is. I mean, that's that's. Um, I don't think anybody's going to argue that you break the balls better than. Dennis. I think that's uh That's yeah. about as obvious. <laughs> and and unless something <laughs> changes in pool overnight that I'm missing, but to me the yeah. break is just going to be super break important. Is and yeah, and one of those, and, and especially in ten ball, because when it comes to those elite guys, I mean, Jason can go on and run balls. You know, he's going to get real comfortable nice. out there. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be it'll it'll be good though. I'll be watching that. No, I'll, I'll be watching that from start to finish. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Uh, I guess 
Is, is there anything else we want to touch on, or what do you guys think? No, good. I think we're good. Well, that's that's. Uh, I mean, we. Uh, I know that uh, it was a suggestion earlier from uh, Lance that we could talk about the fourteen point one challenges, which is basically just you know people just running balls. I mean, is there anything that you guys wanted to talk on that? I mean. I, I don't really want to talk about the John Schmidt aspect of this because I, I don't want to get started on it. So is there anything you guys want? I like John. So I don't know. I want to see, <laughs> I want to see it kind of. I'm not saying I don't like John. I just, personally, I, I just, yeah. I, I've said it on the podcast before. I, I, I just, if you ran 626, that's great. That's fine. That's fantastic. 17 people in the world have seen it and you purposefully hold it back so nobody can see it so that you can profit off it from now until the end of the time. And that's, that's a good move for you financially, but it's a terrible move for the pool world as a whole. I mean, that could have done a lot to not only spark interest in 14.1, but pool in general. And the fact that you're holding it back for your financial gain, it's great for you. It's bad for pool. And I've said this on the podcast before and I'll, you know, I, I, I can't get past that. I, I think that, um, well, I mean, I think John's argument would be, I it's think John's argument would be, yeah, yeah. But he's not, right? I mean, how many times he, he does about one showing a month at the most, right? So the idea is if you actually wanted to see this, like if I had, I could, if I had $5,000 and I'm ready and I'm ready to travel anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world to see this video, could I do it in the next month? The answer to that is no. No. Probably. I mean, un unless someplace books him and brings him in, the chances of me actually getting to see that video is almost nothing. So if, if I can't see it and I can't experience it in any sort of way, what am I giving you credit for? Like the next Marvel's movie might be the greatest thing that everybody's ever oh, seen in fair. their entire life. Yeah. But if they don't show it to anybody, how can you know it's any good, right? I, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm strong on that. I, I really have that feeling where like I can't give you credit for something you won't let me see. Yeah, but and then if you're not going to go and, and acknowledge it, then what these other guys coming in and trying to go and break it doesn't mean as much either, you know? So, I, yep, yep, I agree. Yeah. Yep. So, I, I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, like when, when I found out that, like, I was, I have, oh my God, was I ever, was there a time in my career where I was ever more excited about pool? Maybe the, maybe the first day I walked into the Moscone Cup and I felt that atmosphere. Besides that, I don't know that I've ever been more excited for the game of pool in the direction of pool that, was going when he broke 626 and i never felt more deflated afterwards by the idea that we're never going to get to see it yeah that's fair can't argue with there you know and 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 to be honest like but it's john the, it's john's ball though that's why it's tough oh, absolutely you know, he wants to take absolutely. it he wants to take it and go home like with I, it like even, i said you know it, like i said it's great for him he can profit off it for the rest of his life it yeah. sucks for the rest of us because there's not even a single plan in place as to when we're ever going to get to see it, right? I mean, it's not like he's saying, all right, I'm going to profit off this and I'm going to go tour the country for six to seven months, blah, 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 six to seven years, 20 years, 30 years, and then I'm going to release it for everybody. We have zero idea now as we have zero idea the day after he broke it or the day that he broke it, right? We don't know anything well, more I mean, now if, than we did that. If Paul was in a different place, you know, if Paul was in a different place, then – I mean, he'd be making rounds on talk shows, you know, maybe talking about it. And it would be the talk of sports like maybe it ought maybe. to be, but it's not. I, I, so, I mean, maybe maybe if you release the video, maybe pool would be a little bit more popular right now. And maybe he would have the opportunity to go on talk shows because it actually made the rounds and people are actually getting to see how what a great accomplishment it was. Yeah, I don't know. All I all, I mean, we're speculating <laughs> at this point in time, but for sure, all I know is that all I know is that don't, don't you know, 
like I said, Marvels can make the next greatest uh, superhero movie, the greatest superhero movie ever released. But if you, if only 30 people see it, and there's no chance that we can even see highlights of it, there's not even a trailer for this, right? He doesn't, he hasn't even released a trailer for it, so that we could see some of the best shots or something like oh, that. That would be right? cool. Uh, I there's think, nothing. I think that there's absolutely yeah. nothing, and that's my problem with the. John Schmitz thing. Like, I, I think that it's a great, a great player, but I can't give him credit for something that he refuses to let people see. I can't. I just can't do it. Tell us how you really feel, mate. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. I, you know, I think that we will see it before you die. Um, and, you know, you're talking about, I think John's point of view would be, um, you know, he, he spent all that time to get to this video. Yep all those months, all those efforts, right? And you say it's great for John, it's, it sucks for Poole. I think John would probably, his response to you would probably be, when was Poole ever great for me? Yeah. You know, Poole sure. doesn't take care of its own. Uh, sure. You got to take care of yourself. Can't so argue with that. I think that his, uh, his response would be, you know, I've got to protect myself. I've got to milk what I can out of this. And, and, and we'll get it to you guys eventually. But uh, but again, like I said, when when has pool been great for me? And if you're John Schmidt, yeah. But at the same time, you got you got to strike while the iron's hot because that shit can 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 and be flat. I think he tried. Yeah. I think he tried, and I think like, what he showed is that he's not a really great businessman, and he didn't have great businessmen around him ready to market this the minute that it happened, and ready to, you know, it was yeah, it all it's been. all been kind of you know jerry rigged and duct taped and whatever, and that's you know that's his missed opportunity. He's missed a lot of opportunity. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but I think that, that his philosophy is basically, you know, I'm trying to, you know, do what I can with this because I spent a lot of time trying to do it. Yeah. And so if, I, if he releases it to everybody and everybody watches and he gets on a talk show, it's not going to put any money in his pocket. Yeah. No, yeah, no. I, and like, yeah. I, I mean, I started this off by saying, like, I, I don't credit or I don't discredit him for what he's doing. Like, I get the idea that you want to you did something that's very, 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 very hard to do. I mean, damn near impossible to do. Some would have argued it was damn near impossible to do. And your I mean, I'm not trying to take away from what he did. I'm just, I, my only point is, is I, I don't care what you did if you're not going to let anybody see it. It's. It was pretty cool though. Whenever I seen, like, I think I was following Chris Robinson on Facebook and he had first posted that John had broken the record. And I was like, yeah, I, actually, I mean, I that's, a, that's a perfect, that's a perfect point by uh, Matthew in the, in the comments. At the end of the day, let's say Shane broke it tomorrow by doing this 14.1 challenge. What, so him sitting on this to benefit it from life, what did it actually do for him because that video is now worthless well or or you know yeah. very close to it right no i mean for sure well i'm not gonna yeah. hold my breath i'm not gonna hold my breath waiting for someone to no. break the record no. and <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't gonna hold my breath waiting for somebody to break uh willie moscone's record either i mean i get the idea of that yeah um but it's 50 it's reasons for, for it was 50 years for a reason yes of course well i mean it's partially 50 years because nobody sat down and actually tried to do it like john did right and there's you know there I, i'm guessing like i'm not i'm not that old so tell me if i'm completely talking out of turn here the amount of 14.1 tournaments that existed even 30 years ago is probably 100 times what it is now yeah more more than it was now but not, i don't know if there were 100 straight pull tournaments you know and at any time during the 60s 50s <laughs> 70s or anything yeah well yeah of course that i mean that's a yeah but i mean that's uh, there's there's significantly less swings at it so 
I mean, I, I'm not trying to discredit John or, or what he's done. Uh, the 626 is an amazing feat. I'm just saying, I, I can't give you credit for something you refuse to let us see. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, that's how I feel about it. Uh, I, that's a hot take, I'm sure, but <laughs> that's how I feel about it. And now, yeah. now if you re, if you release the video tomorrow or, or if he just went on tours and actually gave people the opportunity to see it. So like he was in Chicago, I want to say about a year ago. And I set up with two different places. Like I called them up that we had everything set up uh, for him to come up to it. It was going to be in Chicago for seven days. And he just like, eventually like we, we, uh, uh, we had like artificially picked a day and then he backed out of it. And then he said, there's just no days that can work. Right. So even if you're in the area and I'm trying to get you here by doing everything that I can and it just doesn't work in your schedule, I get that. I get that. He's not there. To, he was there actually in Chicago to show it. I think he was showing in, uh, I don't know, somewhere in Chicago, Illinois, somewhere. And like, I'm trying to get him up here to like kill two birds with one stone. I mean, at the end of the day, like I, if, if you're coming on a tour to show the video and you're only going to show it when it's convenient, then yeah, but John's got. I mean, you're, you're John, John, but John makes money outside of that shit, so I don't. That's why I don't think he. It. I mean, like it's great for him. It's his. It's his record to hold on to. You know, he can do what he wants with it. But yeah. at the end of the day, like he's not going and paying a bill based off of those showings. Yeah. If that makes sense. And the, the bank, bank time pool, like that, that doesn't that 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 doesn't hold up because it's that's not exactly what we're talking about, right? We're not talking about whether or not the the record is legit. We're talking about whether or not we're able to see it, and it. You know, Guinness. The Guinness is on site for all of these things. If you want to break a a record in the Guinness Book of World Records, you actually have to have one of the representatives on site to see it. Like, there's not an active cover up of what's happening. Yeah. Like that, it's a totally different situation. Like it, that 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 just doesn't work. It's all Sullivan, good. Illinois is where I said. Okay. All right. Yeah, Nate, all we right. gotta get you I off think tilt, I beat this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, you won't you won't me up there. Yeah, I, no, I didn't I didn't realize yeah, that was yeah. that was gonna be the button to push to get to get Nate dialed up, man. Yeah. Race off and eat Darren's sandwich. Yeah, found okay. it. Oh, there is a he does have half a sandwich here. I could I could eat. Yeah. That'd be pretty oh, good. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's uh that wraps up. And unless you guys have anything else you want to discuss or say, uh, oh, good I do want to promote Mike. I do want to promote on uh, Windows Open. Uh, Mike did an amazing uh, interview yesterday with uh, Emily Frazier, and that's that's got to be Thanks. seen. So. If you have not seen that already, go over and uh, check it out. And I think, I think we're going to release it as a podcast as well. If if you're still interested in doing that, so yeah, uh, we'll sure. also get it into the queue it up feed so that uh, you'll be able to hear it that way as well. It's an amazing interview. Uh, Emily teases just about everything that there is to possibly tease and gives away no information, basically, which is a bummer. Although we did find out that the Moscone Cup is going to be in Vegas in 2022, which uh, that I don't think that was public knowledge before. I think that's a that's a real thing. Yeah, people are gonna get excited for it. There was it was a fun interview. I, I was nervous to tell, but it was it was good, and we'll be doing more. So I'm looking forward to it, man. It's different, and I like evolving. So yeah, good job. Thanks, buddy. All right, well, uh, let's let's tune it out there then. Thank you everybody for watching again. And uh, again, if if you share the streams, that would be amazing. It's the best way to help our show grow. And uh, Cool world informed with all things that, that piss me off. <laughs> I'm calling John. Did you get the four? Did you get the four buyers for the manscape or what? 
Oh man. Oh, I, I, well. To be honest, my contact with the contact with them is like been really sketchy. I think she's uh, I think she's on vacation or something like that. So uh, I don't oh, honestly know if we did or not. I know we added two more. So right, I right. think we're at the point now where at minimum more, and then we are good to go because they extended right. it out for one more because she's been on um uh because she has been on vacation. Uh, it was one of those "don't call me, I'll call you" kind of deals, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. she cut herself shaving. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that must be it. That must be it. Uh, Ken yeah. Clifford, it can be found on the Windows Open Facebook page. Make sure to like and follow that, uh, and you can get all the great stuff that Mike comes out with. So, all right, with that, let's uh, let's close it out. So, thanks, guys, and uh, till next week. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to contribute to the future content that will be made, consider joining the podcast's Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash up. Becoming a Patreon of the podcast will help to create all of the future content that the podcast will have. Special shout out to Dave Peters, Aaron Taylor, Pete Silsby, Morgan Lupton, Ben Young, Robert Miller, Andy Morse, and Bill Pelham for your generous contributions to the podcast's Patreon. If you ever need any more information on what the Patreon system is or how you can contribute outside of the Patreon, please reach out to the podcast or Nate himself. If you would like to contribute to the podcast for free, consider sharing any podcasts or the podcast page on Facebook itself. Also, leaving a review and a rating if you listen through iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with another episode of the Cue It Up podcast.